You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. Sin and death entered the world and man was separated from God, literally taken out of Eden, kicked out of Eden. And no longer did man experience the joy of God with us. In fact, man became enslaved to sin and the only way to be free was for man to pay the price for sin, which was death. And this created a problem because man was created to experience God with us. Have you ever read a passage of scripture that struck you as just a little bit weird? Throughout the Bible, there are many verses and even entire chapters that often take a lot of studying to begin to understand. And in today's message, Pastor Holland will encourage you to dig deep into your study of the Bible. Nothing in the Bible was put there as filler or fluff. While a verse may seem a bit out of place at times, you can study, pray, and find out what God might be using that verse to say to you. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Matthew chapter 1 for today's edition of Worship Life Radio. It's interesting to note about Jesus, the Mishnah states that when a man, a young man, becomes 30, that that is the year that they achieve their full strength. So when you hit 30, guys, that's when you're at the top of your game. It's all downhill from there. Hate to break it to you. 30 is it. All you guys are like, well, I'm 35. I still got it. No, you don't. You're five years past. You're on the downhill slope. So at 30, a young man achieves full strength. That's when they become worthy of leadership. So at the age of 30 is when they become of age. So Jesus was 30 when he began his ministry. That's why he began his ministry at 30. He was fulfilling the law. He lived a perfect life. He was without spot or blemish. But to qualify to be a Passover lamb, he had to be born within 30 days before Passover. Now, Passover occurs the 15th of Nisan, the Jewish month of Nisan. And it changes because the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar calendar, not the solar calendar. Our calendar is based on the solar calendar. So we have 30 days, 31 days. In the lunar calendar, it's 30 days. And so sometimes, you know, that's why sometimes uh, Passover falls like this coming year. Passover is at the end of April. But Easter that we celebrate, Resurrection Week, is in the middle of April. You know, it doesn't follow the same. It follows the moon, not the sun. And so the 15th of the Jewish month of Nisan is when Passover begins. That's when Jesus was crucified on the cross. And so when God delivered Israel, if you remember, when God delivered Israel out of Egypt and instituted Passover, he said that the first of Nisan would be the first month of the year for you. Up until that time, it was the feast of Yom Teruah, the feast of trumpets. That was the Jewish new year. But now he says, I'm changing it. Now the new year is going to be the year that you were delivered out of Egypt the year that you were set free from bondage to slavery to Pharaoh, that is going to be the new year. That's a new beginning for you. And that happens the first of Nisan. And so I believe, in my opinion, I believe that Jesus was actually born on the first of Nisan, which meant that he was born in the spring, not necessarily in the winter between March and April, and if you take it back, probably 
in that year that he most likely would have been born, it would have been around March 18th or March 13th, something like that. Now, that's my opinion. You're entitled to your own opinion, but it's an educated opinion based on God's word, and you have every right to be wrong. But it's just my opinion. You know, you can, you can search out the scriptures on that. But here's the point. When the angels announce that this will be a sign to you that you'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger, they knew that the swaddling cloths would be the same cloths that the shepherds used to wrap the Passover lambs in. They knew the only place where you would find a manger would be in one of the caves that the Passover lambs would be resting in. They knew the writings of the Midrash Rabbah, the writings of the rabbis, the rabbinical writings that taught that King Messiah would be wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. They knew what the Babylonian Talmud said, that when they quoted from Isaiah 53 saying Messiah or Christ would bear our sicknesses. They knew that the prophecy said he would be revealed at Migdal Eder. They knew that he would be born in Bethlehem. They knew all of that. They knew Messiah would be a savior, a healer, a restorer of sight, a deliverer from death by raising the dead, a healer of the lame. And so when Matthew says this short little phrase, and he says, all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets. They knew the words of the prophets. They knew who was coming. They knew Messiah was about to be born. They knew exactly what the angels were declaring to them. What they didn't understand is why. Why? They thought Messiah was coming to overthrow the Roman Empire. There's people that believe that today, that God is coming to overthrow the Democrats. So a friend of mine said that at a particular church, they gave an altar call and 300 people became Republicans. But see, that's the mentality that they had. They were looking for a political solution, but God came for something else. Matthew tells us why. He says he is Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden, they lived in the presence of God with us. God was with them. But when Adam sinned, sin and death entered the world and man was separated from God, literally taken out of Eden, kicked out of Eden. And no longer did man experience the joy of God with us. In fact, man became enslaved to sin and the only way to be free was for man to pay the price for sin, which was death. And this created a problem. Because man was created to experience God with us. We were made for the presence of God. God created humanity, mankind, every single person that you meet is created to be in the presence of God. That's one of the reasons why you see so many different religions out there. Because there's something in man that wants to be with God. And if they reject the one true God, they've got to somehow fill that need. And so they'll make a God in their own image. They'll create their own God. Because that is so deep within the heart of man. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. 
Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse. And we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. And God never wanted anything to separate himself from man. And so God sent his only begotten son into the world to remove the separation between God, to restore man to a life of God with us. But in order for man's separation to be removed, it required a blood sacrifice. It required a sacrifice. It had to be Adam, which means son of the earth. It had to be a flesh and blood man. It had to be a man without spot or blemish, a man who knew no sin. The blood of that Adam would remove the separation between God and man. And that is what happened when Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. He died to remove the separation, to remove the barrier between God and man. That's what happened when the veil, the veil represented the separation from God, and it was torn in the temple from the top to the bottom, and the presence of God was released into the world. You see, we always look at it from a selfish viewpoint that it was so that we could be forgiven. But you have to understand, this is all from God's perspective. He's looking at saying, I want to be with you. I can't be with you because we're separated. And if I was to jump over that separation, my presence would destroy you. And we saw that in the book of Leviticus. If you went into the Holy of Holies and you weren't authorized, if you hadn't sacrificed and done all the things you had to do to purify yourself and you went in the presence of God, you died. And that was unacceptable for God. And so he removed the separation through Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And now nothing can separate us from God with us. Nothing can separate us. Paul writes in Romans 8, 38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And now there is no longer any separation between us and God. But here's the thing. Not everyone experiences God with us. Not everyone experiences the joy of that separation being removed. Why? Because just as Adam and Eve had a choice to be in the presence of God and they made a choice to reject the presence of God through sin, you and I have a free choice. You and I have a free will. 
And God will not violate your free will. God will not violate your choice. And so what God does is he extends the invitation to everyone. Everyone has been given the same invitation. Whosoever will come, let him come. Whosoever wants to come is welcome into the presence of God. You can come and experience God with us, but it's an invitation that you must receive. It's an invitation that you must give God access to you for him to do what he wants to do in your life, to allow Jesus to show you that he is God with us. And so the question to each one of us is, will you receive the gift of God with you? Will you give Jesus access to you? And I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how long you have been in church. It doesn't really matter. Because we all know, as we've looked at the scriptures, some of these guys, these kings, they started out great. They didn't end up so well. Because at some point in time, they shut themselves off from God. They allowed the separation between them and God to exist. God doesn't want that separation. God wants complete access to you. More importantly, he wants you to have complete access to him. Nothing in the way. And that is the meaning of Emmanuel, God with us. That is the meaning when he says, his name shall be called Emmanuel. His name is God with us never separating you from him ever again. Not ever, ever, ever do you have to feel distant from the Lord. Not ever. Because he is with you. And this time of year reminds us of that. It reminds us that God stepped out of heaven and he didn't wait for us to come up to him because he knew we couldn't do it. It was impossible. So he stepped down to us, and he revealed himself to us. This time of year, as I said last night, is one of my favorite times of year because it's this time of year that God revealed himself to me. I wasn't looking for him. I wasn't chasing after him. I was just sitting in a room just like this. And when a guy read John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. When those words were read, I heard an audible voice say, Holland, I love you. God made himself known to me. And God wants to make himself known to you. He wants to have that moment by moment, intimate, real, tangible relationship with you. Nothing separating, nothing in the way. So he is taking it all out of the way. And so if you feel separated from God today, if you feel there's a wall of separation between you and the Lord, it's not on his end because he's taken it out of the way. It's on your end. It's on your end. And so why not open your heart to him? Why not open your heart to him and let him have access to you? Let's pray. Lord, you made, you made your intentions known to us by stepping out of heaven, by humbling yourself to be born, to become flesh and blood, 
to come as a little child, someone that would have to be cared for, looked after, the creator of the world that had to be fed, that had to be carried, the one who made the hands that carried you. Unbelievable, Lord. And yet you did all of this so that you could be near to us. So that you could remove all the separation between us and you. And now, Lord, there is nothing that separates us from you. And you extend the invitation to every person here to receive that free gift of no separation, no condemnation, to receive that free gift of salvation and completeness and wholeness and healing that comes from knowing you. And Lord, I pray for those that are here, perhaps you're speaking to their hearts and you're asking them, why are you so separated from me? Why do you stay away from me when I'm right here and I want to be with you? And perhaps you want to open your heart to Jesus this morning. And you can pray this simple prayer, mean it with all your heart to say, Jesus, I open my heart to you. I don't want anything separating me from you. Forgive me for all my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit that I might know your nearness. Open my ears that I might hear your voice and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. I hope you enjoyed the program today. You know, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You know, there's going to be a day when all of us are going to stand before Jesus, and only those who have surrendered their life to him will spend eternity with him. Don't you want to be part of those that spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? You can pray this simple prayer and mean it with all your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I confess that you have raised from the dead. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. If you've prayed that prayer, then I can say with assurance that you will be saved on that day. Thanks for tuning in today to this Christmas edition of Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis. The Christmas season has a way of sneaking up on everyone. And before you know it, you're rushing around at the last minute trying to get everything organized and check off all those plans that you've made. But wouldn't it be nice to just sit and contemplate what the true Christmas season should mean to you? Can your life reflect the gratitude and the awe and wonder that should come with knowing who Jesus is and what he came to do? Take some time amidst all the flurry of busyness and have some genuine appreciation for who Jesus coming as a baby, the Savior of the world, 
If you don't know much about Jesus and you'd like to learn more, we'd be happy to talk with you. You can call us at 949-228-9117. Again, that's 949-228-9117. Worship Life Radio is a ministry of Calvary Chapel San Clemente. We invite you to join us this Sunday for our worship service. We love meeting our listeners and sharing a time of Bible study and fellowship. For service times, directions, and more, simply visit our website, calvarysanclemente.org. If you're unable to visit us in person, no worries. You can also be a part of our services virtually. We're streaming through YouTube and Facebook Live, as well as on our website. Again, just go to our website, calvarysanclemente.org. That's all for today, here on Worship Life Radio. Have you ever wondered what it means to be saved? What are you saved from? Is salvation only about going to heaven? Pastor Holland's message series, So Great a Salvation, will answer these questions and help you discover the rich, abundant life salvation brings. Order your personal copy of So Great a Salvation at worshipliferadio.com.